We are live. We are live. Hello and welcome to another episode of Forever's Sake Daily. My name is Nee Odate Evans. And I'm Nana Evans. And we are bringing you the news from a parenting perspective. On today's show, we're going to be talking about how schools are tackling the problem of Andrew Tate. Um, we're also going to be talking about prepayment meters and why they should probably be banned. Mm. And the church's new £100 million slavery fund. Of course, we have our usual parenting conundrum. So stick with us. But first. Yes. No, no. Andrew Tate is back in the news again. Top G. <laughs> yes, as they call him. Well, basically, it's a teacher that has come forward um, for a school in Northern Ireland. And she's experiencing real troubles with her pupils her male pupils who seem to be followers of Andrew Tate and then this has come across in lots of schools as well lots of teachers are talking about this that they're having interesting discussions with young boys who follow him and are taking on some of his views that are very misogynistic and very like Taliban like so you know they're they're trying to think of ways as to how you counter this some people are going in with really strict policies to stop it and treating it akin to racism like literally you can you know get go in isolation get suspended other teachers are going down another route of maybe discussing it in the equivalent to a pshe lesson um that type of thing like actually group discussions working out what they agree with what they don't agree with and you know keeping women safe at the same time what do you think about this um yeah you cannot approach this in a manner of where you just shut it down mm. i think the the nature of andrew tate uh the nature of his following and whatnot have you they thrive off that type of behavior because if you do that it they it then allows them to double down on their point about the mainstream media uh, the, and matrix the matrix and, yeah. and, 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 all, and all of that so you absolutely cannot go down that road of just saying this is bad and it, and once you do that it makes it look even more sexy it mm. makes it look even more desirable and then also kids being kids will double down in that i think the only way that you can approach this is with open and honest conversation and an intelligent conversation because the thing is a lot of the time in the media people like to kind of put Andrew Tate down and what not have you. But actually, he's a smart dude. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. he's playing the game incredibly well. Okay. And I'm not just talking about the game in terms of life, in terms of, you know, achieving money and wealth and blah, 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 if that's your thing. But I'm talking specifically about the game of attention. Mm. Okay. And the seeds of manipulation. Absolutely. He one. has all of the the traits to have a manipulating narrative yeah truth and lots of lies yeah but there's a there's a modicum of truth in there and and the charm yes you know because also he knows and understands what appeals to the majority of young men so mm -hmm. for i don't know for a lot of people maybe my age maybe not even a lot of people but we're not phased by a man sitting on a bugatti uh smoking a cigar like yes. it's, i'm like good for you my guy good for you but there are a lot of younger people who Definitely. are like, that is aspirational. Yes. That is what I want. That is what I need. That's what I want. Lots of different cars. Yeah. Yeah. And tall, it's all surrounded by women and saying he has lots of money and his fitness as well. Yeah. Being the kickboxer. Yeah. It's all of the trappings of like, that is, as they call him, top G. Mm -hmm. That is the best, the best man out there. And then he'll speak some facts and then he'll put in a lot of poison as well. Yeah. It's very alluring yeah. for a young yeah. A young boy is looking for a role model. Um, lots of teachers were saying that parents 
should be especially vigilant because if you're not teaching your children about the world, yeah. there are people like Andrew Tate who will pray who on they that. Will, they will pray on that and they will teach them for you. It's it's actually a form of grooming and it's interesting because I was at my mum's the other night and they watched Coronation Street in that house. So mm. Coronation Street was on. And so there's a storyline. I think it's David Platt. Yeah. Okay. He's got a son who had been, from what I gathered, had been groomed by like a, a right winger. Okay. Oh, right. But okay. the right winger guy was also a bit crazy and bit a bit nuts. Yeah. Yeah. So he gets arrested because he's trying to plan to bomb up, oh, wow. bomb the street or something like that. Okay. Corey people, if I'm wrong, I'm sorry. I don't really watch it. <laughs> okay. So he gets arrested. And so they think, oh, brilliant, it's it's all over. So now David mm. is sitting down with his son saying, yeah, you know, because he's crazy, he's this, he's that, what have you. But by this time, the son has already been reeled in. Yeah. So the son can sit there and say, yes, it was crazy to mm. want to, to bomb this. the street. Yeah. Okay. However, it doesn't deny the fact that he had valid points. Yeah. So the seeds had already been sown. Uh-huh. And so you see now that obviously there's going to be like a another storyline that they go down of just trying to bring this kid back if they are ever able to bring this kid back. Exactly. So it's so important as parents to be in front of this. Mm. Yeah, because if you from an early age are at home making sure that what your children see value in yes. are things that actually matter and not things like cigars, women and Bugattis, then when these trappings come along, they're not going to be susceptible to that. And also the concepts that he's talking about, how women should be. Oh, wow, yeah. Um, you know, what masculinity is. Mm-hmm. If you're not actually enforcing that and showing it and, and really talking about it with your kids, online, they are going to hear this nonstop. The message is repeated in so many different ways. You know, Andrew, an Andrew Tate clip, generally is going to get millions of views. Yeah. And young people are sharing that in different ways that we're not even able to see or mm-hmm. measure because mm-hmm. they have their phones and stuff as well. Those types of views getting out there, that's what he's after, is an army of people reinforcing these stereotypical misogynistic views about yeah. people. And, and it's dangerous to women. So it's I'm glad that schools are really taking this by the, you know, they're taking it seriously mm-hmm. that this is a thing. But also parents, we have to do the same. We can't just leave it. We can't leave it to the authorities to keep yeah. him in, you know, in prison. Now he's been arrested for child, you know, it's um, uh, sex trafficking, sex trafficking. Um, and maybe rape yeah. and being a part of a criminal and, and enterprise. It, it, it's funny because, a lot, again, people, I mean, even one of the children in the article was saying that even if he's found guilty, he would still he would still support him because he had set all of that up. Yeah. It was a part of his rhetoric that they're going to come and get me yeah. and they're going to plant charges on me. He had been saying that for years now. And what's also interesting is that actually the charges that have been leveled against him are quite easy to believe, considering how this man yeah. has made his money. And there are articles of them online openly talking about how I think so. I think it, I can't remember if it was Andrew or Tristan was saying that his job within within the organisation that they set up was to go out meet beautiful women, okay, get them to fall in love with him, okay, and then get them into the organisation on the webcams. And they can produce material that goes out. Yeah, and then these women are on webcams fleecing men. Like, I mean, who knew that? Well, actually, I did know the webcam industry. Like, they were apparently making, like, $600,000 a month doing webcams. So that's, like... So there is information that is out there already quite easily accessible, mm. which shows what they were doing, yeah. how they've made their money. So then 
to be like, oh, they're now being investigated for yes, these it, it's like it's not a it's not a massive leap. No, it's quite a logical one, but yet still, people are like, no, nah. influences influence because even yeah, you know him being banned from all of the various platforms other than Twitter. His clips were still all over TikTok. That, he was still doing interviews on YouTube that wouldn't get banned. Like, they're hmm. still up now. There's so much media out there. The most ineffective ban in the history of social media. It did nothing. Absolutely nothing. It just Well, it just shows you what banning something, why banning banning stuff is, is useless. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. It, it probably, he benefited from that ban. Well, it made a him more pro- prolific yeah. because way more people were talking about yeah, him. Yeah, because you want to know why he's been banned. So then more people get influenced by his message because, again, you know, when he's talking on society, there are modicums of truth in it. Mm. It's just his other rhetoric goes in there. But that, you know, that's every cult leader going. Yeah. There's always some truth to whatever system that they give to people that's going to make you feel better. But then there's lots of dodgy coercion tactics and manipulation that makes it really yeah. bad and yeah. these are these are the tactics that we have to think because it's young impressionable minds you know their minds are not formed yet and they're listening to him thinking this is the way of the world this, this is, is the woman's this place is the this is what a man should do oh it's it is concerning but yeah I'm, I'm glad it's been yeah spoken about I, i'm glad it's been spoken about i really hope that they tackle it in the right way but because again going back to yesterday when we was talking about schools approaching things with a sledgehammer Mm. And 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 not really dealing with with the issue because actually the issue is slightly more nuanced than they had anticipated, and and I think if they do that here, then they're just going to make the problem worse. Yeah, you can't ban it. You can't like overly punish people. I think this is real strong discussions that you know you have to look into the culture mm. of the school as well, what the pupils are like. Don't just ban it. Definitely yeah. not. Okay, before we move on, we've got a quick. Uh, comments oh, okay so uh, lewis mitchum says chicken and egg question is andrew take the problem or does it show that there are a lot of people hungry to consume his kind of thinking and then also darren Coriette says this is the new generation of drinking the kool-aid so chicken and egg yeah um th- thanks for commenting guys. thank you thank you um it, it, you know what it's it's it is nuanced and what Andrew Tate and the likes of him and the Red Pill community did fill into was a shift in society. And there are a lot of men and women, mostly men, though, that do not like this change in society. Mm-hmm. So then you are going to band together to try and keep an archaic stance on women and men and masculinity in the forefront you want that to happen but the world is changing mm. so it's going to shift and you're you know you're protesting the shift he just stepped into that to his benefit yeah, yeah. and lots of content creators mm. are doing that they know that there is this really angry thriving community out there that are hungry for this rhetoric and they're just giving it to them yeah. do they care no they don't and they know it's they know the shift is taking place and if they're really honest what they should be doing is helping people adjust yeah. to this new world. And I think the, the other thing that we have to be careful for, be careful of in this new world is that we forget that people are online talking, but also there is now a monetary element mm-hmm. attached to that. Yes. Okay. For, for a lot of these people. So therefore, whenever there is a monetary element attached to something that is going to dictate what is being said and how yeah. it's being said. And so that 
that is also something that we need to be very, very cautious and of. And I wish people would really notice like how they're being fleeced mm -hmm. in supporting these content creators that you think are really reaffirming your ideals, but are they living it, what they're telling yeah. you to do? Are they yeah. actually really living it and you're spending money on them? You're sending in super chats, you're buying their merchandise. It really is like there's a captive audience that yeah. you're just being sold to and you're being sold a pipe dream that isn't going to come into fruition. It's, it's a sad one, really. And it really is sad that there are so many young men falling into this trap and making a few people very rich, but yeah. they don't care about your well-being at all. Well, we will see. It is sipping the we Kool Aid yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, it definitely is. But we will see what happens, uh, uh, especially because he's now he lost his bail appeal, didn't he? Yes, he lost his um, appeal of to to come out of detention. Yeah. Basically, he lost that appeal, so he should still be in Romanian detention until the end of January. Yeah, because the thing is, if he to use a a, a youthful term, if he bust case, yeah, yeah. he is gonna like be so prolific like it's... either that or he really goes quite quiet like actually Ooh, I, I, can't I, do, I don't know how he's going i yeah. don't know how he's going to play this one like on a personal footing mm. with him i don't know how he's going to play this one there are lots of people just saying if he wants his freedom he needs to just stop hold doing interviews yeah and yeah. hold it down properly well, we'll but, see. You know, that's if he even comes out. Well, there you go. <laughs> also, so not to drag on on this, but also there was also reports of him actually not being too well mm, in the prison. While he was in yeah, there. So yeah. we'll see. We'll see. So the other story um, in the newspapers is, I think it was the Citizens Advice Bureau. Mm. Um, so they've highlighted an issue with prepayment meters, uh, specifically smart meters. And so what's been happening is, um, obviously, we're in the middle of this energy crisis. Uh, a lot of people can't afford to heat and, and put electricity in their homes, and they're falling behind on their bills. If you have a smart meter and you fall behind on your bill, what the energy company can do now without even notifying you yes, of this... Yes, they don't have to yeah. send you a letter. There's no notice or warning other than you need to pay your bill. Yeah. Yeah. And they can just switch your meter to a prepayment meter. Yeah. And obviously prepayment meters are more expensive now so there was a case of one woman who was a disabled woman just her and her daughter in the house just before christmas electricity's gone and she's thinking oh there's a power cut mm. calls up tries to find out what's going on realizes that they switched her over because she hasn't paid this bill and the bill is is like is like way overdue now she's in a wheelchair she can't readily go to the shop and yeah go and top it up on all of that and so it's putting a lot of people in a really, really bad situation. Mm -hmm. And I think they were saying something about the amount of people on prepayment meters in the last year alone. Yeah, has jumped up dramatically because they can do this before you yeah. have to go out to a house and change the meter. So that is an engineer and, and equipment. Mm -hmm. And so definitely they probably slowed down on that once they knew that the smart meters were coming yeah. in, switched to a smart, smart meter, and then they can do this yeah. effectively. They're always a few steps ahead to trap us into yeah. it. It's disgusting that the poorest people are, you know, you're in debt already and then you're paying a higher rate for your energy, higher mm. than somebody who isn't in debt and has a normal payment system quarterly or monthly. But because you are poor, mm. you're being penalised for that. And there's so many examples of this of just, there are systems in place to ensure that poor people 
remain poor yes. and remain in place. And I just think that any government, and I don't care if it's Tory or, or Labour, because I, I'm not even convinced that if we had a Labour government that yeah, they would yeah, be going hell to leather to, to stop this either. But I just think that any government that says you're for the people and you want to help the, the, the poorest people in society and you're not doing anything about this, then you're lying. Yeah. It's as simple as that. I you're think lying. That most Tory governments don't actually say that they are for the people. Though. No, but recently, um, I don't think under Rishi's rule, but definitely under Boris, they were saying that they do want to help people. But it was more under the the, the guise of pulling up your bootstraps. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. we're going to help you do that. But you shouldn't suffer. But we're, so, so, but the reality is we know it's, it's lip service. You don't yes. really mean it because there are people who are really struggling. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we spoke about it not too long ago on, on another show of like, what was it, the 700 pounds, 600 pounds? It was 900 mm -hmm. that they're awarding over a year and it was 75 pounds a month that you would get. 75 pounds a month for... So if you're on a prepayment meter, yeah, 75 pounds a month... It's probably equivalent to a week. A week, maybe a week and a half if you're lucky. Yeah. That's 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 the help. But I mean, I really felt for this woman anyway, because now she's having to rely on her sister and brother-in-law mm -hmm. to help with the topping up of her electricity. And to not even be told about this is is it's a disgrace. But yeah. th there definitely does need to be something done about this prepayment meter system because it's really it's really not fair. And to yeah. me, it just, it teeters on illegal. It doesn't seem right that this is okay to do. Because when you think about all of the factors that have happened over the last year, so cost of living, energy prices has, have skyrocketed. Okay. Yeah. People can't pay their, 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 their bills. Now we're penalizing them for not paying their bills for the, the bills that have skyrocketed yeah. by now putting them on a prepayment meter where it's more expensive. Yes. It just doesn't even make sense. It doesn't sense. make sense. But yeah, no, I, I I hate that story. Just to, so we have a couple of minutes on this. There's another story that has just come out with mm. um, the Conservatives. Uh, a, a, a motion was put forward that they could start getting VAT from private schools. And you would think that private schools were paying VAT anyway, but they're not actually on their on their tuition fees. They're not paying VAT on it. Somehow they're able to go into like a charity status so they don't have to pay that. And it's estimated that this is all, almost 2 billion a year that, you know, the public are losing on this VAT from private schools. And the Conservatives have just voted to say, no, they are not going to go through on this motion and private schools can still evade paying VAT when that 2 billion could actually go to the cost of feeding yeah. school yeah. children, the many, yeah. for a whole year, it would cover that cost so that we had free school meals for all kids. But you would prefer that your friends don't have to pay VAT. That is, that is to me, like indicative of the Tory government. That is at this the moment Tories Torying. It's just, <laughs> it's, it's such a, an easy fix. No. The privilege pay anyway so that you're getting this education and we're going to help everybody else's education by paying our VAT bills mm. no that's that's that seems to be unreasonable that to me is so ludicrous <sighs> yeah here we like, are yeah. here we are this, um, here we are our third story yep is about the church of england mm -hmm. so archbishop justin wellsby has announced uh, a new 100 million pound fund to tackle their historical links 
with slavery. And when I read this, my eyes rolled into <laughs> the back of my head. What was the first thing why your eyes rolled? Was it the amount or the details? The vagueness. Okay. The right. vagueness. So how does a hundred million tackle your historical links with, with slavery? And even when you read the article, they, the, they talk about what they're going to do with the money, but it's also very vague. The first thing that they were going to do is, uh, I think it was research. Okay. <laughs> it was like research into, you know, what the church is doing um, and kind of... Research into what the church is doing to... to, 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 to yeah, yeah. It was, it was so vague. It was so vague. Um, and then they were like, also some money is going to go to uh, communities who have been affected by slavery yeah and again who are these communities how do you how do you mm. identify this these communities because let's not forget that when slavery was abolished slave owners who technically were affected by slavery because they lost all of this money were compensated yes so how are you identifying who yeah because you clearly knew and and um the British government stopped, finished paying those yeah. families off in 2015. So for us to begin the, the reparations, 100 million is mm. not it. And 100 million, none of that should go to the Church of England in any way, shape or form. Sorry, to backtrack the research part that yeah. I was talking about. It said it will also fund further research, including into the church commissioner's history to support dioceses, cathedrals and parishes to research and address their historic links with slavery. So essentially, you're doing research so that the way I see this is that it trickles down into your Sunday service where this Sunday we're going to be doing a service about how this church was was complicit in the slave trade historically. And we're going to ask the Lord for forgiveness. But we know this. That, that information is out there. It's like you can go to any of the slave fort castles around the world, and most of them, especially in Ghana, mm -hmm. have a church in there. We know the involvement. We know that Christianity played a huge part in indoctrinating nations and allowing it to be okay to have slaves. There was lots of priests who were hugely influential mm. back then saying that this trade was okay. The other thing that I've just clocked yeah, is the wording of the next uh, paragraph. Okay. Growth made on the fund will also be spent into grants for projects helping communities adversely impacted by historic slavery. Okay. Do you know what the key word there is? Growth. So they said growth made on the fund. So that's the hundred and the hundred million is the fund. Yeah. Okay. So we're not actually giving money from the hundred million, but money made on the hundred million will. <laughs> This is the biggest fuss ever. And I, I don't think many people, especially black people, are falling for this trope. No of, a, no. of an apology that doesn't come with proper reparations. Like it's one thing you apologize, proper reparations. Mm. When we're not falling for this, like you need to pay properly. It's not the, the it's not a fund. Yeah where you're setting the criteria for how people get to it. Like, if you're going to do it, do it properly. And the, this isn't it. The one thing I will say is what did strike out 
at me in in the article was in, in a number of times where they were like, "We apologize for like, uh, you know, we are deeply sorry for these links and whatnot." And they, they specifically apologized, and it reminded me of years ago when mm. Tony Blair made his statement of regret, uh, but stopped short of a, a proper yeah. apology. And everybody was like, "Yeah, the reason for that is if he makes a proper apology, is then it opens the floodgates for people wanting reparations." Blah 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 blah. But now you look back at that and think, well, no, you just didn't want to apologize because yeah. <laughs> the reality is, is that at the, the, the Labour government at the time could have created a similar type some, of fund. A similar type of fund, <laughs> yeah, to say, we're sorry, here you go, here's the fund, and we're going to... They wouldn't even say sorry. There's so much out there for reparations. It's been clearly laid out. There's so many organisations fighting for it. If the church really want to do something, link up with one of those reparation groups, and give into what they're asking for and fund it. Because yeah. there's so many different ways that people are saying we can actually have help like this. Mm. We can really go through and, and do something for equality and equity. We can really make sure that black communities that have been affected by slavery and held back through all different measures of racism throughout the years, there are, there are people that have the solutions to that. If you don't want to work with them and then you want to re-research what people already have put forward, it's a scam. Do you know the problem with that? You just want to reappropriate your money. That's all it is. Do you like, know the problem with that? What's the problem it's with that? It's too logical. It's too, it sounds, that's the whole yeah. thing. You just want to reappropriate your yeah. money. Like, don't do it on, on black people's name, though. Yeah. Don't involve slavery in it. Like, literally, if you're not going to give any money, look, it's been over 200 years. <laughs> Do something about it properly or don't. Yeah. Like, this is where we are now. Okay. Annoying. <laughs> Just annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Nan, what's our parenting conundrum today? Okay, so our parenting conundrum, is, it's not even less frustrating. It's still frustrating. But, um, yeah, I found this one again in Reddit stories. I'll do an abbreviation of it. Um, so, basically, it's uh, a, a father husband has come to the group for some advice this man was married to a woman for 25 years the woman that he married had three children before they got together and they had one child together 25 years later she gets really sick with cancer and within six months she passes away within those six months her cancer was very aggressive and cost a lot of money they were in America and they had to reconfigure their house as well so the husband went into a lot of debt a year has passed since then he's met somebody else he's moving on he's getting married again and he wants to sell the house to he says he's selling the house to start a fresh life with his new wife and cover the debts that he incurred with his late wife. So as he's still in the house, the lawyer comes back to him and is like, okay, yeah, this is how much you're going to get. It's half because half is going to go to the children as, you know, this is how yeah, it goes. Yeah. This is what the, the state law, you know, your wife would have got if she mm. was al alive and selling the house. So this goes to her next of kin, her children. This man is furious about this. He feels that his stepchildren have gone against him and they are stealing from him. So he contacts them and effectively says, I'm no longer like, you know, by law, I'm not your father. So I have no, no ties to you anymore and, and bans them from his wedding. Now his child, the sibling to 
you know, his stepchildren, is furious with him and has also said, I'm not coming to your wedding anymore. I don't want to talk to you. So he's put it to the the forum, you know, am I out of order for what I did? His new wife is saying you should apologize to everybody and re-invite them to the wedding. But he is very much stubborn that he is owed that money and they are stealing from him. What do you think? I think this man is an absolute... Bl- <laughs> I to be fair when you first showed me the story I was like this has to be made up because I don't understand how a a father would be like no you guys do not deserve or are not entitled to an inheritance from your mum like the mum has died why would why would There is. It's money, though. Money clouds people so dramatically because he really does believe because I spent so much and got into debt on the care of your mother. Mm. This is how I get my, you know, I get that money back is selling the house. Mm. So he's separating the two that they would be owed anything in an inheritance. He's like, but I put in everything so I should get everything. Which I can kind of see how he's gone there in his mind, but it is like surely there's a part of you that truly does understand that this is the children's inheritance. Well, the other thing that I wonder is if this had kind of never occurred and then he had married the new woman Mm. and then died, would he include those children in his will? Because it's, yeah. it's, it's clear, like, you're not thinking about them, that they no. do. No. Yeah, you're definitely separating it out. Like, these are those kids. Yeah. But for 25 years, he even said it himself. He was bringing them up like it's they're his children. But, but you know, so the oldest daughter was, like, 42. Yeah. So she would have been... Like, 17. Okay, so he would have come into the picture relatively late in their development, where mm-hmm. I feel like you you're not... N- there's not much work you really have to do at that point in terms of like rearing and... and... Well, it, it, I think it really depends because that could be college. You could have been helping out with that. It, it no. depends on how deep is your love. People can meet somebody and be with them for a year and really have a bond with somebody's child. So if 25 years, they're seeing you like you was their father figure and then you can turn around and do this, it really is like... I, if I was the the new wife, I would be thinking, is this the type of man that I actually want to marry? Yeah. This would be a massive red flag. Showing a lot about himself for, you know, being extremely selfish Mm -hmm. and also wicked, unfeeling. Like, you know. All of the above. That's a, but it's a scary one. I I do get a little bit scared with like step parents as to how, Many times you hear of stories like this where they can just turn so cold and it is a bit like, did you ever love the child? Do you know do you know what's interesting? When you said that, I immediately thought about um, Camilla mm. and also wonder why it's so hard for people to accept the possibility of her not really being very nice towards her stepchildren when we all know that this is quite a common thing of a step-parent coming along and... But, you know, again, as Darren said, people drinking the Kool-Aid, people drinking the royal Kool-Aid. Yes. But, yeah, yeah, no, he is a complete and utter 
one of those. Yes. And um, I yeah, no. I think we and agree I, on that. And one. also the, the the thing of like being like, you're not coming to my wedding. I don't think they care. <laughs> he said they wanted to go. I don't think they care. Like, oh my gosh, I really can't go and see my dad remarry another woman. My heart is broken. Like, you're living in another world, bruv. Like, you're smoking, you're smoking the Kool-Aid. You're not even drinking it. But yeah. It's actually mad. It's a mad one. Um, but yeah, in the in the forum, he was absolutely getting it full Good. barrels. He Good. um got labeled the term that he put it in, and you know, people yeah. were like you're actually, you need to assess your life. Yeah. You're no. not a nice human being. So I hope he does. I hope, I, so. I hope so. I hope so. For the child that he has, yeah. you know. It's like... Yeah. It must be really hard on that child because obviously it's your dad, like your mm. blood dad, but they're your blood siblings as yeah, well. And you've yeah. grown up with them. So, yeah. It's, that it's, is, a it's, a, it's a horrible place to put your child. Yeah, It's a horrible position for your child yeah. to be in. And um, yeah, you don't, you know, they're, that's your that's your brothers and sisters. You don't yeah. actually want them to be hurt or, you know, have that type of attack on them as well. When you've all lost your mother, but yeah, yeah. I hope it I hope it fixes up and step step parents think about that. Just think about you know your role in other mm. people's lives and how they see you because there's a it's a position of power. Yeah, and you can't abuse it. You can't abuse it. Absolutely. Well, that's our time. Yeah, it's our time. It's our been a good one today. We've enjoyed yes. it. Thank, Thank you. you. For... Thank you to the guys yeah. that participated. That's really, lovely. really appreciate you uh joining in with us. Always appreciated. Um, catch us on the socials for Evan's sake underscore. We're on TikTok, we're on Instagram, uh, and you can continue the conversation over there.